Are you ready to take your leadership skills to the next level? Do you want to lead with confidence, inspire your team, and achieve your career goals? I'm excited to announce Lead Intuit is now offering leadership coaching. Picture this, 60 minutes of focused one-on-one coaching that will transform the way you lead. Whether you're a seasoned executive or just starting out on your leadership journey, Lead Intuit has the expertise and guidance to help unleash everyone's full leadership potential. With one-on-one coaching with me, you'll develop powerful leadership strategies, enhance your communication skills, build a high-performing team, and achieve your career aspirations. The website, leadintoit.co, is your gateway for us to work together and create a tailored coaching plan to fit your needs and goals. So don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to supercharge your leadership skills. Visit leadintoit.co, that's leadintoit.co, today. It's time for a coffee break. On this week's coffee break, I revisit episode six with Becky Heisey. And in the original episode, we talked a lot about her leadership experience and how she's gained self-awareness over the course of her career. It's a really great episode. After you listen to this part, I highly recommend you go back and listen to the whole episode. But in the section that I chose for this coffee break... I picked a part where she was talking about giving and receiving feedback and why it's important, but what I really liked about this section was she talks about how she uses Brene Brown's methodology and kind of her thinking process for giving and receiving feedback. And she does talk about a particular time where she decided not to give feedback. So it's a great part. I loved it. I know you'll learn something from it. So I hope you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how Brene Brown puts it um, in like uh, 98.5% of my leadership lessons come from Brene Brown because she's amazing. <laughs> so if you guys haven't yes. checked her out, check her out. Netflix special, her latest book, Dare to Lead is a summary of pretty much of all of her research. So check her out. But the way she clar- clar- uh, classifies it is kind of like thinking like you're in a stadium. And so like you're in the stadium or use her analogy that she would use is you're in the arena and so you have to get in the arena and you're like on the arena floor like you're the one you're the gladiator going to fight and then there's all these different seats there's the cheap seats there's the box seats there's the season ticket holders and so and each person is different so the cheap seats those are the trolls on facebook or those are the random people that you interact with once every six months or just random people within your organization that they don't you don't report to them you don't work with them you like who are they and why do they why should they matter they're the cheap seats so you don't just you just dismiss them then you have the box seats so these are kind of more your leadership and so maybe they have a different view of you as well though and sometimes they don't have an accurate view or sometimes they have different goals in mind than you do because they are a different place in the organization and so yes they're important because they're in positions of leadership and so you need to understand you need to perform for them and you need to meet their expectations but at the same time you have to realize that they're not looking at the situation maybe from the same lens that you are and so it's just important to remember that and then you've got your season ticket holders and those are your tried and true those are the few people your it should be a handful of people whose opinion really matters and they're the ones that are going to be giving you the feedback you need day in and day out and his feedback you really, really care about. And so those are kind of the different ways that I like to think about feedback. Yeah. Let's flip it. What about giving feedback? Oh, giving feedback. Which is, can be just as yes. hard. <laughs> I almost think it's harder because 
as long as you truly care and put the time and effort into giving quality feedback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So giving feedback is, yeah, it's hard because it's often awkward as it can be awkward or it can be just a difficult conversation. And it's not something that we're used to, to doing um, just culturally in the, in the United States is giving honest, concrete, good feedback. And so one of the things that when you're giving feedback, what you want to know, what you really need to understand too, is where you're the person you're giving feedback, what matters to them. So what are their values? Are they acting in line with their values? Are they acting out of line with their values? Um, And that's going to really help make your feedback more valuable as well, because if they're acting in line with their values, um, that's going to be more important to them. And you want to be able to say, if you're observing them acting out of line, what you, what you know is important to them, then that's important feedback to give them as well. And so as a leader, um, that's something that I try and remember. And I, one of the examples that happened to me recently was I had this new subordinate that worked for me and they were very, very competent and overall just a great person. Like I didn't mind, like I like enjoyed being in the office with them, but every once in a while they would have some like behavior type thing that would just annoy the crap out of me. And (laughs) I was like, this is really bad. Like, I don't think I'm the only one that's noticing this. So like, I need to tell this person because, like they need to fix this. Like this is going to like, people are going to judge them. I'm not the only one noticing, like they need to fix this. This is for them. And so I went to some other friends and I was like, Hey, this is a situation going on. This is where I, I think I'm going to, I need to correct this behavior. I need to provide this feedback. Can you help me think through the best way to do this? And they were like, yeah, sure. And they actually like sent me a couple articles to read about giving hard feedback. And in the end, as I was reading these articles, it really, And once again, Brene Brown, she talks about, are you willing to sit next to the person instead of across from the person? Instead of, are you allowed, are you able to put the, fit the problem in front of both of you instead of between both of you? And as I started thinking Mm -hmm. about that, I started wondering and getting curious about like, why was this behavior bothering me so much? Like, what was it that was, making this behavior bother me so much. Mm-hmm. And as I like was thinking about that and digging into it and like, am I coming at this feedback from the right place? Like do, is my, you know, am I genuinely wanting to help this person? Like I realize it's not about what the behavior it is all. It's all about me and that my perception of it. And I was letting it bother me. Like their performance was their, their performance was great. And it was just a behavior that I was letting bother me. And is it worth bringing mm-hmm. up in order to fix it or is it something that I can control how I'm reacting to it um, and I realized that it was really more about me it was me this behavior was making me feel insecure it was like some specific ways that they would answer questions like were very short and I felt like I was being disrespected and I was feeling very self-conscious and I was feeling like I was being dismissed and so when I thought about it none of the other behaviors had me believe that that's how they felt. It was simply the perception that I had because I was, that was a um, insecurity that I had. And Mm -hmm. so I had to work through that. And it was still like every single time they would do it, I would have to like actively think about it and be like, no, that's not like what they're doing. Um, Don't worry about it. Like what is this saying about you? And so I thought that was like just a really interesting exercise. And I think that it's something that we don't do enough. I, so many of us, so many leaders, 
lead from places of insecurity. Mm-hmm. So many are fighting so hard to hide their weakness as every single day. They do not want anybody to find out what those weaknesses are. And so as a result, what do they do? They focus on other people's weaknesses. And so when we receive feedback, so often it's fix A, B, and C, or you need to improve in A, B, and C instead of, mm-hmm. hey, you're really stellar at all these things and this is how you contribute to the team. And it's just be making that conscious effort. It's easy to pick out where people can improve, but it's harder to really ha- help them articulate where they're uniquely suited um, to contribute to the team. And so it's something that I try and keep in mind as I'm giving feedback. And that was just one recent example. That example is such a great one because I think more and more it's coming to light that what you're saying, like, feedback isn't just about fixing a behavior. It's about figuring out, is it actually relevant? Mm -hmm. Is this something that is actually prohibiting them from growth? And then I love that you talk about insecurities because in the military, we are like, be strong, don't show your weaknesses. I would say the same as in corporate where it's like, be strong, don't show your weaknesses. I think just probably now or in the past couple of years, they're trying to bring out their authentic selves and transparency. And that's really, really good because you can become your true self as a leader. And now that is becoming more and more true. Mm-hmm. So I love the way that we're going with leadership as a whole, especially in the United States where it's like, cool, you can be your authentic self. Yeah, there are people who might not be very good public speakers or they maybe they're not good at numbers, mm-hmm. but if they're good at leading and they're leading some sort of data information, then they can lead a team They just need to be taught some of the things so that they can make decisions. I just, I love that we're going that way. Yeah. I think it's all about, yeah, it's about leading with integrity as well. I think like so often when you find, you know, toxic leaders or you find, you know, corruption or you find people breaking the rules or breaking the law, it's because it's out of places of insecurity. So often people are trying to hide things or trying to get around something because they're not good at it. Mm -hmm. And so by being, when we're being open and honest and acknowledging it, we have less to hide and that, you know, you're not going to act out of integrity or you're not going to break any rules if, or, and it makes it a safe space to, Hey, if you do make a mistake, like you're not going to mm-hmm. be raked over the coals too. It just, it creates a, a so much healthier place when everyone can lead from a pl- when everyone can, you know, show up at work with a place of, of authenticity and, and honesty and not having to worry about one little mistake or whatever one little weakness is going to, you know, cost them their job. Like that's when things, that's when people start making bad decisions. Right. They're so afraid to admit what they did wrong because they're afraid of the consequences. Mm-hmm. And the earlier that we teach everyone in their career, making mistakes is part of the journey. Exactly. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lead Into It. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help future listeners. If you want to learn more about the podcast or me, go to leadintoit.co. That's leadintoit.co. Thanks again.